Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett. This is Promo Cares Radio. My name is Roger Burnett, co-founder and president of Promo Cares and vice president of sales and marketing for Branded Logistics. Promo Cares is a 100% volunteer initiative created to lift up and recognize companies in the promotional products industry using their businesses as superpowers for social good. We help suppliers, distributors, decorators, service providers, and end buyers alike become a bridge for positive social impact. We do this through best practice sharing, online and in-person collaboration efforts, and helping organizations with their give back work by marketing their efforts and telling their stories. If you've been involved in the promotional products industry in Michigan for any time in the last 40 plus years, there's a very good chance you've had the opportunity to rub elbows with the leadership team at longtime industry distributor, Lasting Impressions, led for the last two and a half generations by the DeBarro family. It was back in 76 when yours truly was six years old when Mark DeBarro walked off the football field and straight into a sports uniform supply company. Throw in a dash of Farrah Fawcett and a thousand megawatt smile and you have the makings of a multi-generational success story now 43 years in the making. As we record this episode the week before Thanksgiving, I am happy to welcome Carla DeBarro, Ejaz, the Chief Sales Officer and Owner at Lasting Impressions, a certified women's business enterprise, and President of Lasting Impressions Charity, Living Loving Locally, which is a Metro Detroit-based 501c3 nonprofit providing services to those in need through a community of uh, a variety of community building efforts. In her role at Lasting Impressions, Carla specializes in seasonal trends and corporate incentive programs. And as chief sales officer, Carla has developed merchandising programs for a wide variety of industries, all while managing the Lasting Impressions sales team, and they are an enthusiastic bunch. A 2009 graduate of Western Michigan University rode that boat. Carla has enthusiasm for keeping up with the latest trends in the corporate and retail world, and she's a super duper health nut. So as we kick off the holiday season in earnest, I thought it would be worthwhile to welcome Carla in to talk about Living Loving Locally and their efforts this time of year to bring the Christmas spirit to Metro Detroiters in need of a helping hand. Along with the other inspiring things they do to make the community a better place, I'm so excited to talk to you, Carla. You're so full of enthusiasm and energy, just like me. So thanks for coming on. Thank you, Roger. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I know I'm standing between you and uh, Thanksgiving dinner here pretty soon. So we're going to rip right through this and get back to our turkey and stuffing and gravy and all of that good stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I've had the good fortune to know and admire your dad. You know, when I talk about that million megawatt smile, man, you know, that that man's known for that smile. And oh, yeah. And I've had a chance to work with your sister, Andrea, when we both served together on the MIPA board. I think she may even blame me for that. So, uh, and, uh, and, you know, that's really a reflection of your family's willingness to give back to the industry. I mean, it's not just Andrea or your dad. I mean, Jeff Nowoski was on the board as well. And, you know, you guys are all giving within the industry and now, you know, turning the spotlight on what you're doing 
for the community at large, um, I really think is important for us to be able to to give you the opportunity to tell that story. So you okay with us using that as sort of how we're going to base our conversation today? Yes, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to talk less now and you're going to talk more. So uh, so give me kind of, you know, let's do the humble brag on okay. lasting impressions so that people get a sense of what si- what size of organization we're talking about, you know, kind of when you when somebody says like Give me the humble brag. I'm sure you got it loaded. So what do you got? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, again, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and sweet. But like you said, um, we've been in business since 1976. Um, I myself have been in the business for coming up on 10 years now, and um, I'm the director of sales here. I manage the sales team while I service my own clients and trying to hopefully run a successful business with my partners, uh, Angela and Jeff. And we purchased the business from my father, as you mentioned, um, coming up on two years ago now. And one of our first goals as owners here was to kind of change the atmosphere. So uh, we were looking to make it like a fun, creative work environment. Uh, we've got shuffleboard here. We've got a space to create and brainstorm. Uh, gym, massages, wellness programs, you name it, we've got it. So. That's kind of been our, our goal the past couple of years to, to, you know, make this a fun, creative work environment. Wow. So, uh, cool. I, I'll, I'll expect my invitation for a hangout day because I yeah. had, I had no idea. That sounds like tons of fun. And, yeah. and, you know, that's really reflective of, um, the difference that you can witness between going to uh, perhaps a, tr- a traditional legacy distributorship versus someone who's looking at it from a fresh perspective, right? And so it sounds to me like you really gave that some consideration as you were looking to make that purchase from dad around how are you going to make it be your guys' own and put your thumbprint on it, yes? Yes, we sure did. And um we just moved to Southfield Town Center for anyone that's located in Michigan and they know where that is, the yeah. four towers that fit central and Southfield. And, um, you know, we just absolutely love it out here and, and the staff seems to really enjoy it. And we like seeing people walk by and try to call them in and have them play some shuffleboard with us. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fun. And um, when you think about where you've positioned yourself from a, a geographic perspective, you know, um, there's lots of discussion right now about downtown Detroit, and clearly there's opportunities for businesses, um, you know, positioning themselves as being 21st century um, type businesses wanting to be down by the energy of that. But on the on the other hand, there's literally what would be considered Southfield is a, a geographic center in and of itself. And really, you have the opportunity in much the same way as you're talking about changing the environment of uh, working for your business. But even just that choice where you've chosen to place the business, it has some purpose to it. Yes, absolutely. And, and like you said, you certainly said it right. It is it is a great location. It's very central. And just like Detroit, it kind of has its own, its own feel here. And, and not to mention, you're about 20 minutes away from every direction that you could go in Metro Detroit. So it's really great. Yeah. And there, I mean, nothing for nothing. There was a reason why Southfield was the place to be for a a good long time. And a lot of that has to do with all of the things that 
you describe from a geography perspective. So, uh, so it, you know, it's always interesting to hear how family businesses are evolving, and you know, this is great to hear. You know, there's it, when you talk about secession for businesses, oftentimes there's not this stark contrast of the change that gets made when the next generation of the family takes over. So it's really, really um, interesting to hear about the purposeful nature that you've taken in order to, to make that break. But, I, I, you know, really, we want to make sure that we, we cover what the, the group is doing uh, from a, a social entrepreneurship perspective, both in giving around the Christmas holiday. And certainly I want to make sure that we, we talk about that. But, you know, there's a lot to what uh, living, loving local has uh, become, both from where it started and sort of where where it's gotten to be at this point. And it's just fascinating to me because in a lot of ways, it's like its own business in and of itself that you're running concurrently while you're doing lasting impression. So so like how how does a family arrive at a decision like the one that the, the DeBarros chose however many years ago to say, you know what? No presents. We're giving this money to somebody else. Like how did that go down? Yes, uh, it's a great question. So this was about my freshman year of college. Um, I'm the youngest of four kids, so I was the last out of the house. And we just felt like it wasn't really necessary to continue to make lists for each other of what we wanted everyone to buy for us, right? It it seems like it's kind of a weird notion, like a weird way of gift giving, writing down what you want and saying, okay, well, each of you go buy me this. Right. So um, we decided to put our efforts into adopting families. And so this was back in 2006. Uh, my dad grew up in a city called Melvindale, which is local here. Um, you know, he saw how the city was changing since he was a boy. And, and my mom and him wanted to be able to give back in some way to that particular community because that's where he had grown up. And so that's how everything kind of transpired. We Made a, made a decision as a family that we weren't going to buy any Christmas gifts for one another. We were going to each take that money, which would have been $100, and we were going to adopt a family and spend $100 on each of the kids in that family. So you had, what was the grand sum total that you were spending at that moment in year one? Oh, so in year one, we were spending about like 600 bucks because we would buy food for them as well. And, right. um, and that was, that was year one. And then we went and we went to their house, we delivered the gifts. It was truly an amazing emotional experience. And, um, after we delivered the gifts, we would go out to eat at actually one of my parents' favorite restaurants when they were teenagers. They've been, they've been together since they were 16. So we would go there and, and have dinner and um, and then head home and, and that was it and that was our tradition for just the first couple of years really right. of doing this. And I I can only imagine the transition that that must have represented for the family as a group when you know there's always that first year and um, the decision to to do something like that isn't a guarantee when you decide you know okay we'll do it this year and see how it goes and. It's not everyone doesn't always make the decision to say, you know what, we were so moved by what we did, we want to do more. So yeah. like when 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 did you get to that fork in the road where that seemed like what you wanted to try to do? Sure. I mean, year one. We we were just hooked, you know, the first right. there's there's no better experience um 
than walking up to someone's home and handing them gifts and wrapping paper and food and, uh, you know, necessities like coats and hats and gloves and boots, helping them supply these things to their family because everyone falls upon hard times. It doesn't matter where you live. And um, that was just, it was a really great feeling. And, and from that day forward, I think we just all always knew, you know, we weren't going to go back to buying gifts for one another. Yeah. The money was better well spent somewhere else. And so that's, that's what we did. Well, and when cons- considering the reward and how it just repays you in exponential ways that, and think about it, like when we're talking about, right. So Christmas is supposed to be the spirit of giving and Mm -hmm. to your original point, the spirit of giving in many ways at, at the family level has turned into an exchange of lists of things that I can't even really come up with anything that I really want, but I'm just going to give you a list because I know you want to spend money on me. Exactly. And, and that's just so wasteful and contrary to what I think, you know, there's so many people out there who are looking for something that perhaps provides a little bit more meaning around the spirit of giving, because it really is supposed to be the gift that I give to you is the thought that I put into what I've given you. And if I'm doing that from a list you already gave me, is that really the spirit of giving or is that just checking a box? So to me, you know, obviously I, I'm all about it. And, you know, obviously from a promo cares perspective, like this is promo cares platinum level. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Cause I mean, it, it, it's so valuable to the community and to know that you've had a chance to be exposed to it like that is, is so gratifying to hear. Oh, so, so at like you reached an inflection point though, and it, it got to a place where it became where you're like, oh my God, like we need money and help and people. And so like, where, where did you get to that place and kind of how did that all come together? Sure. Yeah. So, um, the evolution of it really just transpired pretty naturally. It, it was just our family doing this. And then, uh, you know, someone like a, a friend, um, or a colleague, someone might say, Hey, I don't really have the funds to donate, but that sounds like a lot of fun. I'd love to shop for a family. Right. And and you'd say, okay. And then in turn, you know, someone might say, hey, you know what? I really don't have the time to shop, but I love what you're doing and I want to build stuff. Yeah. And that's how the evolution of this really started. This was really, we did not have any plans for this to go beyond a, you know, fun family tradition that we did both the year. Right. Uh, it wasn't even in our head, but it, it just happened that way because the community is so amazing and our friends and our family wanted to help in whatever way that they could. And so, you know, we went from buying for a couple families to, um, you know, I, I, I told you earlier before we started our podcast that we actually we do a big shopping day once a year. And we shop for all the kids that one day we get volunteers. So we had our shopping day actually this Sunday. Right. And um, we shopped for over 400 kids wow. this Sunday. So just to give you an idea of the, the growth that we've had in just these, uh, you know, short 12 years. Here. Right. Yeah. And, and to, to your point, you know, in many ways, growing completely organically because of the willingness of people who are watching what you're doing to say, I recognize that your family is doing this from a pure heart 
and taking absolutely no administrative fees whatsoever, 100% of what you guys gather up gets spent on the people. And that's, you know, truly there's, there's no purer form of charity than when I get money from everyone else and I take nothing from myself and I make sure I give it all away. So, you know, I think it's when we talk about businesses and, and nonprofits in the world today, you know, a big part of what attracts people to it is that sense of pureness of heart and willingness to be doing it because it matters more than it's something you're trying to make money at. And you've, you've done a great job in that. And it, I think, you you know, you've had the opportunity to really be at the, the front seat of that. Right. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, to me, I feel like in some ways though, when you, when you decided to move it beyond even just the shopping days and started to say, you know what, like, I think we have a chance if we're willing to put together events, I think we have the opportunity to raise more money as an organization. So that that's a whole separate skill set in and of itself. So how do you how do you marry those two responsibilities as the leader of the sales organization, but also someone who's supposed to be producing events? How does that get done? Sure. <laughs> so, uh, well, what what came of that? How that came um, to fruition with the the fundraising events that we started hosting each year is uh, the need for funds. Because as amazing as it was that people were donating. Um, their their money randomly here and there, you know, monetarily, we were having more people that wanted to shop than were able to to donate to us. Right. And so we needed a way to kind of balance the two out. Um, not to mention that there's such a heavy need in all these different communities that we we've opened up throughout the years. Um, you know, we we still help in Melvindale, but we help in other communities as well. We help at we um, on maps and we help at a lot of churches around the area. And so we we really have a need for more funds. Right. And that's how the fundraising came about. So what we started doing was a um, tailgate day where we it, we would do it like during the Alliance game. Um, one year it actually overlapped with the Tigers and Tony, and that was so cool too. But yeah, we ran out of space to get a 10 and, um, you know, we just grill up some food and we stream the game and, and have a band and, and have people come. And, and that's what, what raises a lot of the funds for us to be able to continue each year. Well, well and uh, I'll, you'll, we'll, we'll agree that this is at least some of what happens when you marry the things that you love with the stuff that you care about. Like, I'm sure just like me, Mark's going to the tailgate anyway, but he's like, hey, if I can bring a bunch of my friends together and and raise some money in the process, then isn't that like even better? Right. And and we all do it. We all go to tailgates. We all want to hang around with the people that we love and care about. So why not add in a little giving element and suddenly everything that you're already doing has uh, uh, this added dimension. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. And and for me, like I'm always big about the law of attraction. So so talk to me, Carla, about I have to expect that there's people from the industry who have really dug in and got on your side as the charitable organization. And that has a lot to do with partnerships. Just when you have the opportunity to work with someone on something that doesn't necessarily have to do with work. It just has this way of, of changing the dynamic of your work relationship. So 
talk to me about, have you seen some of that go on in, in these efforts? Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, whether it's customers who, who come and shop or who sponsor our events, um, they are always on our side and, and have our back. And it really does help develop that closer one-on-one relationship that, that you want with your clients, uh, especially in a quick world of the online stores that you're trying to compete with. You still want that personal touch. And it, it absolutely um, makes us closer to our clients. We also have on our board, we have colleagues of ours, we have um suppliers in the industry that are on our board as well and it, it helps to grow those relationships and it, it really is it's it, you know the way that we've always ran our business and our charity is as a family you know we're small family owned and we always want to have that personal touch with with everyone around us um that's that's how we were able to grow the past 45 years so we want to continue that legacy and we're able to do that with with living, loving local age and having and having our colleagues and, and our vendors and our clients be a part of it. Well, and what what better way to attract the people that you're looking for that share your thoughts and beliefs than to make what you do very open and transparent so that people have that chance to understand what they're dealing with if they're gonna do business with you guys or even be involved in the charity because you've put it out there for everyone to see. And it's so inspiring to me to watch. And, you know, what what I'm able to witness from from an outsider's perspective, as somebody who who can see what's going on, but, you know, I'm not not front and center to it, but you guys have created such a sense of community around your efforts there. And it's, it's so obvious in the closeness of the way that people interact with you guys, both from a customer perspective and even from a vendor perspective. I mean, it's, it's just so very obvious. So I would congratulate you there. Uh, oh, thank you. So Carla, I mean, you know, uh, it's funny to hear the story because in a lot of ways I- I'm hearing you say to me, like, we didn't know that this was going to happen. And it just kind of got really big because everybody cared about something and we all cared together and here we are. And isn't this great? <laughs> And, yeah. and that's the beauty of it. It's because it was done from a loving place and it was done by people who other people care about. So if somebody else said, man, this is super inspiring and I want to try to do something like that, what would be your advice for them like getting, getting started? Sure. So, you know, each, each scenario is different. I, I would say that it's, it, does end up being a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. But if your heart is truly with the cause that you're you're trying to to start, uh, then you will 100% succeed because you will make sure that it does. That is totally true. And what I've come to understand in my professional career is if you, what you're doing is in alignment with who you are as a person and what your your internal sense of purpose is, you will work longer and harder and with more effort and energy than at any other time doing anything else you might choose otherwise. So why not try to find that place to give you the best opportunity to do your best work and you know getting in connection with your why 
a lot of times is the first step in that process. And the other piece of it, uh, Carla, you know, and, and for someone who may have um, been taught or have a belief that they should leave their sense of philanthropy at the door when they come to work, what would be your advice for them? Well, I don't see why anyone would, would think that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm being honest. Why would, why would you ever want to leave that at the door when you come into work? Uh, that, yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't even fully understand that because you want to, you want to share that with your colleagues and your family and that's a big part of your sure. life, right? So why would anyone ever tell you to leave that at the door? I would be, I, I love being involved in, in other people's uh, charities and in the community and organizations. And, and I love being invited to events like that because it's great to give back and it feels really good. And, and you know that your, your money is going to a good place. And to me, in the world today, there's never really been more of a need for us to be able to make the world a better place when we go to, to work every day. And in, instead of trying to keep those efforts separate, um, a, a, there's a, a guy who's kind of growing in promo cares lore, Dominic, who he says, when people get together to make the world a better place, beautiful things happen. But when businesses get together to make the world a better place, movements happen. And, and I think in many ways, what you guys are doing is representative of that. And, you know, it's obvious to me, I know that your answer was, I can't imagine somebody doing that because You've been in a family business since the day you started in business. So the sense of family to you is absolutely intertwined in what you do for a living on a day in and day out basis. And it's such a great lesson. And the organization has really um, gone out of its way to make sure that you show your heart in a very visible way. And for that, we at PromoCare say thank you so very much, Carla. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, the schedule for 2019 and how I might be able to uh, tailgate or go to a comedy event or something else that might allow me the opportunity to contribute. So if other people are also interested, how might they reach out to you in a way that you would be willing to take their money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they could contact me by phone or email. Um, but I would say that the most challenging part of of this job is is reaching new people. So spreading the word is probably the the most important part of of this job and would be the biggest help for anybody. Uh, we would always take any monetary donations, of course. We would always love if people would donate their time. Um, but having the community spread the word is truly the biggest gift that they could give us because we need to reach more people. Uh, we need to continue to have those funds come in so that we can continue to shop for 400 plus children um, each year who are in need of coats and boots and hats and gloves and, and clothing. And, and we always, of course, want to get them some fun toys as well. So at any time that we do the shopping, we have a form that they fill out. And um, at the bottom of the form, we have them put their interest in. It's always great when we can actually get them one or two things on that interest list along with the necessities that they need. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I, and I'm hoping, you know, I don't know how many will get somewhere between 10 and 200 listens on this one, depending on how many people I get this time around, Carla. But, uh, but the sure. good news is uh, these are the 10 to 200 people who would be most interested in your message because 
we have a community of people with a heart here. So I'm thrilled that we had the chance to kick off the holiday season with a discussion about how your company is making the world a better place. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the response to this one is. So thank you so much for coming on and we will talk to you again soon. Sounds great. Thank you.